We want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Welcome back, motherfuckers, to another episode of M&K's Ultra Hot Takes. And we thought we'd uh, change things up. We finally have music. We've been talking about having music as intro, outro on this podcast forever. And just today, Keith figured out that it was one setting you know that what? kept us from doing it. All, all Plus, the Reddit forums that I read said that you had to download this software and it was going to be a big fucking deal, but... Turns out it wasn't a big fucking deal. And the way I see it, I mean, if it's not on Reddit, is it really a thing? Exactly. There's a, there's like a subreddit for everything nowadays. Reddit is like the watered-down version of 4chan, if you really think about it. I bet our... Actually, Tumblr was like that more than Reddit, but still. Yeah, Tumblr is definitely the bitch version of Reddit. But I feel like... <laughs> Dude, can you imagine, like, there's our gardening, and it's probably just a bunch of, like, really pleasant hippies just talking about flowers and horticulture. Dude, it's insane. There's there's literally a subreddit for everything. Dude, think about it for a second. What even is Reddit? A uh, messaging board? Oh, I guess you're right. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I mean, it's it's basically No, but what is it? It's like, like a forum. It's a cultural forum, you know, where people exchange Like how ideas did Reddit and... come to exist, man? Honestly, I don't know, but like how old is Reddit now? Did it start in like 2007, 2006? That's a Google question, my friend. Oh, dude, here we go. Because I do not know. Uh oh. We got 2005. Some, okay. We got some old shit. Some old shit, yeah. Some old shit in yeah. the mix. Oh man, oh man. Well, we've been man. We when did we record last? Was that last weekend? Uh, that was with Zach, it right? It felt like. A long time ago, it but, did. It, but you were on vacation. I wanted to ask you on the pod how your vacation was. Oh, yeah. See, <laughs> well, that was what I was going to talk See? about. Wow. Right? You picked up a little Spanish. <laughs> <there too. laughs> See, wow. Did you go to Ve- did you go to Vegas or Cabo? I went to Vegas, brother. Nice. And dude, it was lit. Um, long story short, it felt like a whole year packed in a weekend. And uh, yeah, a lot of cool stuff happened. But did you get sunburn at the pool? I did. Oh, shit. but <laughs> I but, didn't notice. but I will say that, like, I always get super burned when I go out in the, in the sun. Same. Um, this was not like a super burned moment for me. It was more of like a burned tan moment, you know? Oh, I feel you. I wish I could do that. I've known people that are as pale as me, but like they'll just like get burnt, but then get like really dark. And I get just get burnt. burnt and then like <laughs> basically go back to going the s- same shade of pale, maybe with a little more pink. And then. If I continue to get burned over the space of like a month, I, it seems like I start to get a little darker, but it's really hard. Basically, Dude. the way I have to tan is like 15 minute bursts of sunlight. That's why sometimes in the morning you guys will see me just like wear sandals and shorts and no shirt and just go walking because I'm like, I need sun on my skin. Like, I thought I it was because you're sexy. I literally feel no, I literally whatever. feel like a lack of like <laughs> the sunlight and I need to get it on my skin. But that, but it's also like get some vitamin D. But it's also like when you work out, but you don't want to work out. It's like, well, I have to go in the sun today, or else I'll just be an albino forever. Damn, you know, honestly, dude, like, if I go out in the sun for I don't know, fifteen 
I've, I've got it down to a science 15, 20 minutes. And I just stay like, you know, on one side, like on my back or on my, yeah, you know, I used stomach. to do that at the pool too. Dude, 15 minutes, 15, 20 right. minutes. That's all I need. If I get that much sun being the pasty white person that I am, I'm going to end up getting like a good tan, maybe a tad bit burned, but sometimes, you but know, it'll that be turns so minor. Tan. Yeah. And you don't so. notice it until you're like getting ready to take a shower or something. Yeah. We're SPF 50 boys for life for sure. I but found like, this shit, you know. bro. And I, I swear by this shit. Okay. SPF and it's not 70? in my ass. All right. Not the shit in my ass. I don't what swear by that. But what I do swear by is this sunscreen. It's hundred SPF. It's by Neutrogena. Oh shit. Fuck. If I had it in my bag, I'd tell you exactly what it's called. I wonder it's how a, a Neutrogena product, hundred SPF. I wear it surfing. Um, I wore it at the pool in Vegas and um i you know i sweat in it and shit like that it's fucking awesome man i might have to get a hold of that i hate to be out. like an info marshal like no, <laughs> no I, I didn't get paid for that that right? might have been a good call out you know <laughs> that might have been a good call out i mean shit i need it white people out there neutrogena spf 100 get yourself a can of stay white today <laughs> <laughs> dude um, damn but um did, did you gamble in vegas i gambled i lost and then I won, and then I lost. Well, you told me you played cards in the room the first night because you guys had, like, the the box, right? Okay. With the chips and the cards, whatever the fuck it's called. I'm going to try to not make this long, but the first night we got <laughs> super fucking drunk, like super hammered. And um, we decided to play poker in the room that we were at, like, amongst each other. Mm. I guess, like, our theory or our, our thought pattern, and it was mainly me. I was, like, urging them. Like, hey, like, you know, stay in here so we can maybe, like, practice, you know, before we go to the real tables. And naturally, when we got to the real tables, it was a whole different story. Don't play amongst your friends and expect yourself to win in fucking Vegas at Texas Hold'em. Not going to happen. But long story short, we got really fucked up. On Friday night, we kind of walked the strip. And then on Saturday night, we got pretty fucked up. But, like, the whole crew came from all over the fucking place. Like, a bunch of different people from, like, all over the states, like, just literally, like, flew in just to hang out in Vegas. It was actually really fucking sick. But, um... Wait, like, a group of your friends or, like... Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So... I thought it was just, like, Jake and... I don't know. Well, like, a few... There was a few people, okay? So, like, a few core group people. And then I want to say, like, at least three or four people flew in from different states when they found out that we were here. Oh, and I dude, see. like just without even going, it was just such a coincidence. There was a bunch of people that we knew all part of the same friend group that just like were in Vegas that weekend for no reason. So it was been, tight, it was in tight. the cards, you know? So what was the most memorable part, man? Well, believe it or not, the most memorable part. And I hate to Is say the part this. You don't remember. <laughs> No, if that was the case, that would have been the whole trip. But anyways. <laughs> Good point. No. Um, so we were walking back to our room, and we had just gotten out of the pool. And we look by this little planter. And mind you, we had already been drinking. Like, we had, like, adioses and, like, various other drinks. We were already pretty, like, hammered. Those things will get you fucked up. Oh, my God, dude. And they look like blue Kool-Aid. They're so unassuming. Yep. They don't even taste like alcohol. This, and then on it top says, of that, this is a drink for children. On top of that, <laughs> they were thirty dollars a piece. They were oh, fucking shit. expensive. Yeah, bro. adios. Yeah, Real. exactly. To adios your money, to your money, dude. That's <laughs> Vegas, man. So we got a couple of those in us, and then we were walking back to to our room. We look by this little planter, and there's a pile of human shit right there. 
Oh. In the in like the fucking hotel, like in the middle of the hotel. <laughs> it was in the hotel. Somebody somebody squatted the there strip. in the corner where the planner was. There's a little like oh, picture like great. a little like like casing, like a person sized casing like in the wall. Right. You know what I mean? Like like a little pocket and then the planner was there and then like the person must have squatted while nobody was looking and literally shat right then and there. So of course we took videos and pictures and everything. And dude, this fucking guy comes up behind us and he turns out to be the one of those guys in the suits, you know what I mean, that worked for the casino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bouncer. He didn't kinda. even stop us. He didn't even say, "Yo, what's going on over here?" He literally I cuz I had already kind of started to walk away and I saw him coming up behind my group of friends who were still like, "Oh, and like he goes, he like looks at it, he looks at us, and he just goes, mm, shakes his head, and then walks Vegas, away baby. and goes. He didn't even say, "Oh, what can I do to help?" You That's know? probably not the first time this man has seen shit in that planter. I would not be surprised if people used that place as a frequent shitter. It was it was in a popular hallway, right? Like the pool hallway, but oh, like, yeah. but like. The way that it was angled, like, it would be hard to notice them shitting if you weren't, like, directly looking there. Like, you turn left, and, like, the planter is, like, right. You know what I mean? So right. you, you're not, like, looking at the corner, you know? Like, so I don't know. They got must have gotten away with it. What if it was just an extremely hot pool, babe? Because, like, by just, the like, time. Went back poolside and was like, no one knows. I'm a filthy <laughs> Dude. My dirty, stinky. Stinky ass. I wouldn't doubt it, man. Vegas, you know. You gotta have balls to do that. I can't. I can't shit <coughs> without like four walls around me. People don't realize like Vegas. Obviously, they you everybody knows it's pretty sloppy as far as all the drunks go. But like it's sloppy, like as in like some fucking like weird shit happens, man. Yeah, you know, I feel like they're harsher on. Um, uh, I think I think they're more uh, strict with their weed laws out there because they want people to stay up. So if you're like taking uppers or smoking meth or crack, it's OK. You stay up. You spend money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But weed, you'll just fall asleep. And where's the fun in that? How will we get your money if you're asleep in your hotel room? What hotels are usually for? Yeah, they don't really give a shit, especially because it like mainly airs out. And where did you guys stay again? Uh, Caesars. Nice. Caesars Palace. <clears throat> dude seizures. it was lit it was a lit weekend i watched that was like one of many sloppy things that happened but i won't <laughs> even get into that the shit the shit in the pod incident um yeah dude i watched casino while you guys were gone and i was like man vegas used to be fucking crazy that movie with robert de niro and uh joe pesci mm. no i don't know that movie it's based on a, <laughs> it's actually based on a true story we what should, is it called dude we should watch it sometime we could review it casino it's like, you know, I don't know why I feel like I've tried to watch a part of it. It's like another one of those great gangster movies that is like altogether too long and like very violent. I've watched Ocean's 13. Does that count? No, not at all. <laughs> those, I, I like those movies. Dude, those Her movies. Ocean, like, is it Ocean's rad. 11? Ocean's, Ocean. Well, it goes 11, 12, and there was a 13. But I mean, you, it's hard to fuck up a movie like that. You basically have like just thieves so they have this cool factor and then just make them extremely sexy and already wealthy and smart yeah and smart like, and like too smart they're they're instantly likable yeah instantly likable but yeah we were talking about reddit earlier and man um remember when we talked about chris D'Elia in the last episode when zach was here <coughs> yep 
And I was like, I don't know what to think of this because like, I don't, I still like, I'm, this guy's definitely a creep. I'll say it. Chris D'Elia is a creepy motherfucker, but, um, recently his legal team released some of these emails from women who have accused him of like, you know, sexual harassment or whatever. Um, and they really tell a lot more. There's one chick who I think was, um, okay. It's here. 17. Yeah. And so, um, he was messaging her when she was 17, bad start. All right. But he didn't know that. So he asked in this exchange, how old are you? And she jokingly replied 12. And then he just said, answer with like a ton of R's, which is already creepy. Like the guy is like this thirsty, but then she replied 24. So in his correspondence with this, um, girl, I mean, to be fair, he did ask if she wanted to have naked sex. He thought she was 24. Why would you put naked in front of that? Unless you were he wants trying to cover your ass. Well, he wants naked. Well, what do you mean? If you, do you want get what I mean, pics? like instead of asking, do you want to have sex? Why did he say, do you want to have naked sex? Why how, did he have feel the is, need? How is that protecting him? Because it might make it more specific on what he was asking so that he didn't like later when it gets brought into court, he couldn't just be like, or the girl couldn't just be like, well, sex means anything. You know what I mean? I don't really but don't, like, why would he say naked sex in the text? So he, I, that alone makes me feel like, I don't really he know somewhat has done this weird shit before. Look, look, this is what it is. So he, like I said, the guy's creepy, right? It's all creepy, but this girl lied about her age. Well, did she it's lie or like, did she say, well, no, I'm no, joking. no. Okay. So in to catch a predator, what do they do to catch predators? They have someone pretend that they're a young girl ah. or a young boy and they lure people in and people know the idea is these people are predators because they know that they're underage. And then it's hilarious because everybody's on camera and they ask, uh, you know, Chris Hansen's like, did you know the um, uh, girl you were exchanging messages with was 13? 13, Stephen. That's very young, you know, <laughs> and just stuff like that. And, and they'll deny it, but, like, they have records of it. These records show that he was not aware of her age. And then when he did ask, she lied and said she was older than she, he was, 24. Hmm. And then there was another girl who, and I have to look at all this because I've been reading a lot he about it. He didn't actually have remember. sex with her, did he? No, he didn't. Okay. See, this is the thing is if these, trust me when I say I believe in my heart that if most of these accusations were true and there was like something happened, um, if they had any kind of sexual contact, they would have gone to the authorities. Yeah. Because these girls were putting this out there without really calling for anything. They were basically just being like, you know, shocked that Chris D'Elia is playing pedophile again. This guy is a creep. You know, stuff like that. Hmm. No one is taking real legal action, which should be a huge red flag as it is. But anyway, um, so there was another lady contacted, and this was in two, uh, 2014, um, and he asked her to make out. She said, I'm 16. And then he says, oh, shit, I thought you were at my stand-up show. You got to be 18 at least. My bad. Bye. Hmm. So what he means by that is you have to be 18 to get into the stand-up show, and that's normal. Right. It's like with clubs, right? Um, but is that he? 
didn't he do the right thing in that situation? That's what I'm saying. Now you get what I'm getting at. The guy's a creep, but he's not a pedophile. Or at least if he is, none of these people have given us real proof. Okay. Basically, it's what they're, what they're saying is, hey, look at me. I've been victimized. And this is the most damning one, okay? So the lady who started all this, um, Simone Rossi, or Rose, I, if it's pronounced Rosé, I'm going to fucking Rossi, scream. Rossi? Ro- yeah, Rossi maybe. Um, she was one of the first. Um, she said that she had an exchange when she was 16 with Dalia, and this was in 2015. And she claims that he asked to make out and send pictures of herself. And then, so Dalia's law, his, you know, camp or whatever have, um, released the emails. She says, I'm 21 now and down to fuck. <laughs> and she, and Dalia didn't respond. Let's make Yo, that clear. I'm 21 too. now and I'm down to fuck. <laughs> so then it's like, and then this bitch, this was her, were her statements. Imagine being 16 and being groomed by a stand-up comedian twice your age, and the only reason you never met up and never got physically molested was because you had just gotten a boyfriend of your own age. I don't... It doesn't make sense with their argument, because then, years later, she is chasing him, saying, I'm 21. Let's fuck. Was she 21, though? Well, I mean, if she's telling the truth, then she was... Oh, 16... Yeah, was she lying that she was 16 or that she was 21, but she was well, actually 16? If it was 2016, she'd be 17. 18 would be um, 18. Or uh, 17 would be 18. And then 18 would be 19. So I don't know how that <laughs> – maybe late birthday, early birthday. You never know. But the point is she replied back to him. Either way, um, if she's 16 in 2015, four years go by. Yeah, she's 20. Okay. So this was probably like so, on her birthday or near so her birthday. So what did he do wrong? <laughs> you didn't this reply. Is a good, this is a good question. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is a good question. That's what, And so I think it's, it's fucking clear what happened here. She, since he never replied, has harbored resentment, realized it was weird that he was messaging her, um... When she was 16, although he probably didn't know her age. And then turn that around to get attention for herself. She says, I'm 21 now. But then she goes to talk about how he groomed her. So I got to see the evidence of the grooming. Well, I'm pretty sure that's pedophilia. Well, what she means by grooming is like he reached out to her. But like if you're but see, this is the thing. It's like when she was 16, you Yes, that is the claim. But uh, did he know that she was 16? Where's the proof? That's my thing. So, I don't know. I just... It's like, I just want to... Remember when Zach was joking about who uses email? Yeah. Well, Dalia's camp produced an email. when, When it comes down to this kind of stuff, it's just, like, I want to get to the bottom fucking line. I don't want to, like, pussyfoot around. So, like, I'm trying to, like... I'm only asking these questions because, like, these are the questions that the jury's gonna ask. You know, well, see, that's Where's, the thing is. Oh, so you, so you were cool with it when you were 21, but you're saying that he groomed you. Okay, let's look into the grooming. You don't have any proof that he sent that he reached out to you first, that he talked to you first. Where's that email? Where's that text message? So you, your whole, you don't have any evidence or proof. You just kind of assumed. What if it was in a different context, 
what if he made a joke that she was upset about on his one of his comedy bits and she's like ruining his life i would I not be no surprised idea. in it, the least it could be that too but i mean i think it's pretty clear if you if you sent someone <clears throat> a message that you were down to fuck when they had shown interest in you previously and granted it had been years so this was probably a weird thing for her maybe she was my my question I'm is how with chris D'Elia. how did he reach out to her how I, does she apparently buy email but see this is it what just doesn't make is, sense to me that she would have one well, of see, those emails is, and not the original one this is the thing keith these people aren't interested in producing factual information because like we said this isn't trial by jury this is the court of public opinion. Yeah. Where you don't need proof. Yeah. That's the bandwagon effect. Don't get me oh, wrong. Sorry. He's a tool bag. Yeah. You can take a brief look at Crystalia's career and how he holds himself. He could be like an awesome guy. I have no idea. Or at least he's nice to other comedians or whatever. At least that's what I've heard. But he seems to be creepy with women. And like I said... I could have told you that like a year ago or two years ago when I started to get into his comedy because the thing is the guy has no, none of the regular vices. He doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink. And he doesn't do any drugs. That's really, So what would his he's thing completely be? Straight edge? I feel like you told me this last podcast. Yeah, exactly. So what would – and I said the same thing. So what would his vice be? It would be pussy. Yeah. Or if he was gay, it would be asshole. <laughs> you know maybe it's all flavors yeah, maybe but yeah high. see this is this is my problem with i just i this shit i just i'm i'm just gonna take the logical stance that based on what i see here there's not enough proof and it's not any any legal allegations aren't gonna go far and i think you're exactly right bro like I'm this just, is this is just like some someone trying to get something out of him and like there are certain cases where there's evidence provided. They have the whole conversation. And I'm not denying any of these allegations. They could have happened. I'm just saying based on the evidence, it seems like it would be conclusive that he's not actually a pedophile. I mean, yeah, I mean. It, but really I, wonder, I wonder what it was. That's all. I, I just want to figure out what it was that set these people off to, to accuse him of that. You know what I mean? Because people don't just all come forward at once, like for no reason. Like there have to be, there has to be, whether it's an ulterior motive or whether they were actually telling the truth, there has to be a reason. So that's the only reason I'm not completely discounting the possibility that he might be a pedophile. I'm just saying like, based on the evidence. No, that's my thing. And it's like a court of law wouldn't find him. What I want to say is that there might be a court case. I was going to say, I, but I highly doubt it. Once again, never say never, but I highly doubt that he's going to be taken to court for any of this. Yeah. It, for one thing, it's been a few years. And that, and In all of these women's cases, it's been a few years. And that's another thing that I want to point out. Why aren't they trying to get anything out of him? Because they don't have substantial proof. Yeah, but there have been plenty of – I mean – what are they going to do? You know what I mean? Like lose the case. Is that the worst case scenario? Well, yeah, because then they'll lose a lot of money. See, that's the thing is like, he's definitely lawyered up too. Cause like we said, his dad's a screenwriter. 
you know, basically a Hollywood elite. And now Dalia himself is like a Hollywood elite. You know, he's not maybe a lister, but he's up there. And um, he's definitely got a good team of fucking lawyers. No fucking doubt. Armed to the teeth with lawyers. They're coming out of his coming out of his pockets. <laughs> coming out of his asshole. Bernstein. Look, he's got a lot of lawyers. The coming out of his asshole, he's got so many lawyers. He's got Bernsteins and uh A lot of Steens. Schwartz cops falling out of his goddamn <laughs> a lot of Steens falling out of his pocket. Um but yeah, it's just it's just a shame, man. And 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 dude, I just feel like what started with Black Lives Matter, which was basically America coming to terms with the fact that there have been a lot of issues within and concerning like the black community in America that have just gone basically unanswered. And now we're in talks and trying to figure out what to do about it. Well, since a lot of people felt left out of the you know, the fucking I'm a victim train because they had actual problems to focus on. White women had to go and ruin the fucking internet and <laughs> accuse Crystalia of sexual assault. Reddit has banned a bunch of users. Now, granted, most of the pages I don't mind, but some of it's just retarded. YouTube has banned people. Fucking, um, we were t talking to Christina earlier about them banning, uh, Shane Dawson, uh, Jeffree Star's friend. And yeah, Jeffree Star is a creep too, but like, it was, it's just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know enough about this guy's content, but apparently the thing was like, he, <laughs> the first stuff is pretty, is bad. Like there's blackface and apparently like racial slurs, but I'm like, this guy started his page in 2008, different world. Gotta say, you guys remember the modern warfare Two chat Shane Dawson. I didn't know who the hell he was, but I did see him on Jeffree stars, uh, YouTube channel and he's fucking hilarious. That's his, I guess that's his thing. I didn't know if he was. I always thought he was the comic and, relief. To and that here's duo, the thing, like, but I don't know enough. You know, you see YouTube videos, but you gotta understand, like, it's a lot of it is like an act, uh, and not necessarily an act, but an over showcase of his personality, and like his uh, what he views and stuff like that. But if you really like judge him as a person as a whole, because like the whole thing about Jeffrey Star is they follow him throughout his journey of like selling a bunch of products and stuff like that oh is this like a documentary you watch yeah you got oh okay it's called what is it called yeah it's it's Je just if you look up jeffrey star on youtube you will you'll, you'll find, find it, it. but it's uh it's shane dawson and like you know how he how jeffrey star helps him come up and become like the Secret World of Jeffree Star? Yeah. Yes. There you the go. The Secret World of Jeffree Star. There's also another one called The Dangerous World of Jeffree Star. Yeah, there's three. <laughs> oh, my but you God. But you get to know Jane... Jane. <laughs> Jane Dawson. Shane Dawson that's it. No, on that's a personal his, um... level. <laughs> what? God, he's, yeah. not, he's not a bad guy, and I don't... And I think it's interesting. That's his like, uh, drag. That's his drag persona. Everyone knows like he's outrageous, but that's the whole fucking point. That is the whole fucking point. I'm with you, Shane. The the whole thing. He says he says all kinds of crazy shit, well, dude. He always has. That's that's how he got famous. Well, it's sad. Well, well, this is the the problem I have, and it's like the same thing happened to Jenna Marbles, and I don't know if anybody listening to this knows who Jenna Marbles is, but she was like one of the original YouTube influencers, and she basically just made a bunch of like silly fucking videos, and you know, just filled content, and she's like one of the originals. 
and she's basically been canceled to demonetized by YouTube until further notice and has lost a good amount of subscribers. Um, Dude, cancel. But it's like they go out there and they say things that I feel like they know in their heart isn't true or at least like. I'm not saying everybody's a perfect person. I'm sure if you feel like shit, you're going to dig out negative emotions and you're going to say, I'm a horrible person. I feel like shit right now. But Shane Dawson literally was like, I've put so much hate on the internet. And I'm like, I feel like if you were in the business of putting hate out on the internet, you would have been out of this a long time ago. See, but here's the problem that every everybody makes the mistake of. Most people get it, but some people don't fucking get it. And comedy is like even, that, man. It might even but not be. But you don't be, have to find it funny. It's it might just, even you know. not be most. It might be like half and half. Like half people, half of the people get it. Half of the people don't fucking understand outrageous comedy. But breaking news: Target removes YouTube. Does <laughs> yeah, anybody remember the books. Howard fucking Stern show? Yeah, dude. Outrageous comedy. You know right. how much fucked up shit Howard Stern and his guests said on that radio show? They were shock jocks. Dude, like. And, like, everybody loves Howard Stern, including me, because the whole point is to say shit to get your attention. And, you know, I want to say this because um, I thought about this immediately when we started talking about Shane Dawson and all that. Um, did you know that a lot of people, when they get, like, scared, but not, like, super scared, but moderately scared, their tendency is to laugh? Mm. They want to laugh. Well, yeah. I mean, this when they're is... scared or uncomfortable, when they get uncomfortable, they laugh. The whole point of this kind of comedy is to get people uncomfortable so they either laugh or are interested in it. This is what happens when you don't. Yeah, seriously. Now, now we're having real technical difficulties. <laughs> I just don't like that. These people literally it's so constant. The I'm sure like the stream of like I can't believe you and all this that like Shane Dawson basically you know he just went on and broke just went on as a broken man on YouTube and was like you're all right and that's like that's the worst defeat of the whole thing yeah but see it depends on how you define defeat because you're thinking about it on like a personal level but as on a business level which is what you know He's like the whole point of him working with Jeffrey. Yeah, Star. but I could give a fuck about the business. I literally only heard about this guy because I like literally, like I said, the woke wave <laughs> is crashing through everybody like a Japanese goddamn tsunami. And it's because white women got left out of the fucking pity party train and had to drag everybody down <laughs> like for real. The Karens of society. Yes, and, and, and all the Karens united. Yes, yes. All the Karens of and the world. Karens unite. <laughs> Dude, that'll probably be a. Can you imagine a, polit a Karen political party? Dude, can we can we like suggest that all to stores, Saturday Night Live? All stores, a mandatory have a mandatory rule to accept all returns. <laughs> Saturday Night Live, if you ever the hear this. customer literally is always right when Karens are in charge. Oh, my God. That's gold, bro. Yeah, I just what I just don't like that. It's like we as a society have to constantly find something to be outraged at. 
Yeah, outrage and, culture. And I'm waiting. And don't get me wrong. There's shit that could be improved. And there's definitely shit that needs to change because it's a moral imperative, or at least that's what I believe of our country to change and be better. That being said, people need to realize that sometimes when we look at some of the shit, it's because we have cushy ass lives and the shit that we don't talk about. And, you know, we, we, a lot of people brush under the table and the mainstream media brushes under the table and other people don't like to talk about it because they're conspiracy theories. And I'm not a great like subscriber to a lot of conspiracy conspiracy theories but there's a lot there's a good amount of shit that is becoming more and more apparent like every day that is real dude i think i just might have had an epiphany about the internet and how it like has progressed it seems like there's a trend like it's super weird like think about this like internet gets released what in like was it like the late 90s right yeah like the early days of dial-up and stuff so the late 90s people are kind of figuring it out social media gets released in the early 2000s you know people are like having fun there's some like weird shit going on in the background it's pretty damn free so all kinds of shit is happening but like people are still kind of getting used to it and then we start building because of social media and outrage culture and the outrage culture leads to cancel culture. And I wonder what cancel culture is going to really lead, uh, lead to. It just hit like the it, fucking gulag. What brother. I think is weird is that over the over like what? Almost three decades now, it has progressed. Like the way it shapes the culture of America, at least has progressed like so fucking much like. And it's like weird to kind of see like what is a cause and effect like how you can relate them. I mean, I think it's, I, you know, the internet has definitely changed. There's things that you can do so much easier than you, you know, now than you were able to do 10 years ago. And the same rule applies to the 10 years before that and everything. But I think a lot of it just has to do with people having access to it. Yeah. More and more people use the internet. And I know that sounds crazy. Like I grew up in a house without internet. Like not everybody has internet for one reason or another. And that was true when we were growing up. Now it seems like that's almost an impossibility. Yeah. That almost. If you everyone, have, a, if yeah. you have a phone, you have internet. And even if you much. don't have a cell phone, like people have some kind of internet. And if they're really concerned about privacy, they use a VPN. Like there's options. Like everyone's connected now. So we have this ridiculous. I mean, and I'm going to sound like an asshole, but like we pretend like everybody matters. But the reality is, is that none of us matter. And that's why we have to watch out for each other. But I believe that the universe is inherently chaotic. And yeah. But see, there are people that literally study like Internet culture, you know, for a living and shit. That must be. And like, if you think about it this way, like it's a super interesting topic. Like, if anybody gets into it, they could probably change, help change, like, minds of people. Because it's weird how much different it is than face-to-face -face culture. Like, even in a mob of people that believe in something, face-to-face uh, -face culture just is totally different. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to major in memeology and minor in shitposting. Like, <laughs> dude, but think about it, though. Think about if your entire thing was to find out how you can control people using certain platforms. Do you get what I mean? Like controlling the way that people think like marketing, like let's say I um, love marketing, dude, not just, well, yeah, marketing. I think it's fascinating. 
What if there was that interest me. a way to make people buy your product? Right. Think about it. Right. <laughs> no, like, no, no. Like John Hamm and uh, fucking Mad <laughs> But see, like, there are, it's people's jobs to study, like, internet culture and how you can – if you do have a page, let's say that you – go and uh, spend a large sum of money that you got on a loan by buying a meme page. That happens all the fucking time. People just transfer ownership and they get a large sum of money. Now you've got, let's say it has 2 million followers, and all you have to do is uh, slowly introduce the topic that you want. And, like, you change an entire, like, imagine if everybody got a virus at once. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Wow. If everybody got a virus at once, like oh, a million people, it would just go like everywhere. I don't know. It's just that concept. Like, I know it seems lame, but it's it fascinates me. Nah, things happen fast now, man. You could literally the say news gets out in like a matter of minutes. You could say Jeffrey Star is a pedophile, or and all you you'd have say to do he's just a fun guy. You, know, you <laughs> could say you could say Shane Dawson or Chris. Delia, however, Delia, Delia, Chris Delia is a pedophile, whatever you want. And like, as long as you have the influence already, you will get enough people to, to go against you. That's what this whole fucking article does. Like who, who did that article? Which article? The one we were talking about. uh, Yeah. Chris Delia page six. But see, this is, this is the thing, man. A lot of people like major news outlets reported when he was accused they don't report when they like he re- released the emails when his team released the emails no one was reporting on that the only reason yeah. this the only reason this came up first is because i use like keywords in a certain way it's like the same way as if you look up flat earth you get a bunch of videos confirming that the earth is flat because of the keyword search and how it works The world is a beautiful place. And <laughs> the I internet. Re- the internet is a beautiful place. God. Dude, see? I'm having like... This is what I'm talking about. I've had like zero faith in humanity all week. <laughs> this week has been rough for me. People have such a gnarly access to information. And then like when you go to face-to-face culture, a lot of things go unsaid. But that actually protects everybody from this kind of shit. From outrage culture, you know, from cancel culture... Granted, there are a lot of good things about access to information and instant communication. And the number one thing is shit like where people actually have people actually have are telling the truth. Like if any of those pedophile cases come to light and those people are telling the truth, you know, like in like a face to face culture that just wouldn't happen as much. Do you Mm. get me? Yeah, I mean, people would be confronted, and they you would do what you're supposed to do is go to the police when shit like this happens. Yeah, so or literally, see, so like might, girls, so talk might to be your better parents thing, but, and show your parents and be like, and but see, they can just, help you take legal action. I can understand because, like, we don't know what people are going through. I can understand why they wouldn't do that because we just don't, we just don't know. You know what I mean? But, I. It's difficult for women to come forward, but the people like this make it more difficult. People telling like half-assed stories of, you know, all this. And like, there was another story of these two chicks that were of age, like young as hell, but of age, like 19 or whatever. And they go over to, you know, someplace where he said there's going to be a party. I'm assuming back to his hotel room. 
And surprise, surprise, there's nobody there. So they <laughs> awkwardly hang out with him for a little bit. And then they say that they're going to leave. And then he like whoops his dick out. And he's like, you sure about that? And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's creepy. It's yeah. a damning thing to have on the Internet. But does that make you a pedophile? No, it does not. Are we going to damn men for being attractive to young women? Then we should really look at the entirety of our fucking society. Society. If it's not that's okay. True. For a 30-something-year-old to sleep with a 19-year-old or an 18-year-old, then maybe we should change the fucking law. Yeah. People look at care. Por- look at People pornography. care, but they don't care enough. Look you at know pornography. I mean? Look at, like, the dynamic of, like, the sugar daddy or the trophy wife. Like, this is just in our culture, and we're okay with it most this of the is... time, except when white women say they're not okay with it. The Karens of the world. Exactly. When the Karens of the world say they're not fucking Take okay it with over, it. Take it over. Hand it over. They fucking are just fucking. <laughs> it's just like draining. It's draining to me and it discredits women who have been through actual abuse. Yeah, that's true. That's the thing. But see, it. this is the funny part. It's basically is that- just them like, look at me. I experienced something. I can be part of your... Um, you know, your oppressed group. It's like that. It's Monty Python, you know, help, help. I'm being oppressed. <laughs> and then King Arthur just says, fuck it. Cause he's like, I, you know, whatever, this isn't even fun. <laughs> Eventually Dude, making fun again. of women will not even be fun anymore. You guys will make it. unfun. Well, was it ever fun to begin with? I mean, I think it's great fun. <laughs> Dude, you know what? I feel like uh, I feel like it's kind of ironic because, like, if you think about like how much sexism and like racism is involved in like a lot of people, a lot of comedians, at least. Like, if you think about it, like Gabriel Iglesias, and especially um, what's his name, George. Lopez? George Lopez. George Lopez well, is I mean, a huge example. Chappelle. Chappelle is the Even fucking Chappelle. master, and he's super racially charged. In super all this racist. Yeah. And that's the thing. This is the funny part because, you know, it, like they don't want it. They don't want it to be. It's it, it only matters if you if you are dark. You know what I mean? And like certain things, like people have assigned like certain attributes to certain races like it matters if you're wait i don't understand so it uh, telling racist jokes only matters if you're dark i'm confused only to people like that's what i mean it's only it only matters if you're white i should say it doesn't matter if you have any other skin pigmentation like if you're a minority or anything like that Do you get what i mean it is yeah i mean but like if a white guy says anything racially charged you you want you're not gonna see a racist white guy right but you're doing comedy joke about what you know you grow up black in a black community you're gonna make jokes about black people because it's who you hung out with but see this is what i think where i was trying to lead this is this creates outrage culture when you have people that can get away with it no i definitely know what you mean and people that can't right exactly you know what i mean it just right I trust me, dude. I have a It makes ton it easy of... for these fucking people that don't have any like merit to what they're saying come out and See, like this is try why to I... destroy someone's life. This is why I hope at the very least, if this goes fucking nowhere, I hope that I at least through doing this am able to introduce you to a lot of the podcasts I enjoy 
which are all comedians just bullshitting. And they talk about this stuff quite a lot because it directly affects them. Dude, think about Cumbtown. Think about yeah, the think title. Yeah, think about Cumbtown. Think Cum about Chapo Town. Trap House. Think about uh, Legion of Skanks. Dude. You know, uh, do, uh, Believe You Me is an MMA one, but it's got Luis J. Gomez and, uh, you know, from Legion of Skanks. And then Michael fucking Bisping. What I like about it's awesome. What I like about all these guys is that they're just talking off the cuff, right? And then the OG, OG faves. I mean, you got to give it up for last podcast on the left, but that, but I like them because they do cryptids and UFOs and um, conspiracy theories and a bunch of dark shit. You know what I mean? But yeah, the it's just I'm sick and tired of feeling like I'm always seeing. People get upset at something that they consider, you know, not PC, but and and so much of it is in entertainment. Yeah, like these people don't write fucking laws. Comedians aren't in charge of government. Right, they're not in charge of your taxes or how much you pay for rent or what jobs are available in your area or how go good your schools are or you know. Um, any number of problems that plague anyone, they're not responsible for it. They literally just make jokes about it. Yeah, dude. And well, and <laughs> but see, it's it's telling you, man, the cancel culture comes after outrage culture, which they created by doing that, you know, and it's not a bad thing. I'm just saying like face to face interaction wouldn't allow that to happen as much. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Right. And com well, comedians have always been on the shit list, like even since the early days of stand up. Yeah, and like think about it, like before like, there was they were all televised and shit like that. You know, you could go to a club and do some Sam Sam Kinison shit and just yell at people the whole fucking yeah, time. Sam, like, dude, Sam Kinison couldn't survive in a world like this cuz yeah. a lot of his stuff would be considered misogynistic because the way he talks about women but if you really want to psychoanalyze sam kinnison sam you're really laughing at sam kinnison because he makes himself look like such an ass right but and and no one you know what i mean yeah a feminist would look at that today and be like well obviously men would find this funny because it objectifies women and turns them into something to be owned and objectified and to follow your rules and to do what you say and why do you have to be so difficult you know what I mean? Yeah. And yes, that is how his comedy well, is. But you're laughing at the whole ridiculousness of not only the situation, not only the women that he's joking about, but him himself. He is – comedians are part of the fucking joke, especially when the jokes are stories about themselves. It's yeah. like the same way I felt about Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis was supposed to be on SNL, and he was probably going to be the only fucking funny person on SNL. <laughs> and there was some fucking clip of him on his podcast saying the C word that's not so nice to Asian people. And people freaked out. Now, granted, I get why you would be freaked out. But rather than have, like, a fucking dialogue about it, they just dropped him. Yeah. Arguably the funniest guy. And his whole thing is that he's an idiot. If you watch any of his comedy, he constantly jokes about how his family is from the Midwest and they're just a bunch of like six foot and up, like ugly, fat rednecks who don't know a lot about shit, but talk a lot of shit. Dude, I gotta, I gotta say like, and if you listen to the context of the way he said it, he basically was talking about, they were talking about Chinatown, right? In, in Philly, I think maybe another city, but he was joking and said, 
yeah, you know, all the like people must have gotten together and said, oh, that's where, you know, the you know what's live. And that was the clip and everybody got so outraged about it. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm pretty sure he was speaking from the perspective of the people back then, which would have been ridiculous yeah. and racist. I and that's know. why you laugh. Because you're probably like, yeah, I can picture a bunch of like fucking Pinkerton agents gathering together. I was going to say, like, look at the fun and funny Chinamen. Like, you know? all those people, like, you know, that say the outrageous shit and stuff like that. I just, uh, fuck. I lost my train of thought. Fuck. I had it for a second and then I lost it. It's okay, man. We'll get it back. <laughs> yeah, move on. What I'm what I'm saying is that uh, comedy should always be just that, comedy. This Crystalia shit crosses into other behaviors outside of it which can damage individuals and I get, you know, that's why we talk about this shit because as human beings, you know, you're trying to be de decent and when you hear about someone doing shit that, you know, potentially endangers minors or you know, hurts them in some way. Cause I do believe that, you know, if you get sexually active at a young age, it can fuck you up, especially it's if it's a, with someone who's older. It's like a that. career ruiner, even if it's wrong. Right. Even if there's no evidence. And that's why we have the law because it's like, so, even if you consent at the time, it can fuck you up yeah. and you're not ready to make that decision. And, um, this is the, I just like, I don't know, man. I'm just getting pissed off at every, everybody crying wolf about shit that should be taken very seriously. And I just want I just want everybody to calm down and let's focus on things that calm like, the fuck down. Yeah, everyone calm the fuck down and let's focus on things that actually matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of funny because like none of these people really like actually fo follow like, you know, their own word. This is what I was trying to say earlier. They're all like, oh, you can't say that. You can't say this. Man, that's racist. Man, that's misogynist. But in their own little closed circle, they're fucking saying, like, horrible shit to each other. You know what I mean? Super racist, misogynist shit. And they kind of make fun of stereotypes. You know what I mean? Like, it's almost like I feel like whenever I watch a comedian that's racist – or has racial humor. Or has racial humor. I think that's anything. a proper word. It's when almost we say like racist. It's it. You know what I mean. You know what it feels like. It feels like they're actually making fun of that. Like haha, as if anybody would actually believe this. But that, like yes, that's the you whole know what point. I mean. That's the whole point. People don't get it. And like going back to my point way earlier, you either get it or you don't. Right. It's a half and half kind of thing. But anyways, I have to take a mad fucking piss right now. So so we got to end the episode, guys. <laughs> Keith's bladder is full to bursting. Dude. We're going to spring a leak on the um, SSMNK's Ultra Hot Takes. That's too long of a name for a ship. Yeah. Fuck ships. The SSMNK. Oh, SMK Ultra Hot? Dude. So bottom line, Mike, cancel fuck culture, everyone. outrage culture, we created it. So fuck all y'all. I mean, I guess it's ultimately our fault for being part of the stupid human race. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, we'll probably be recording another episode pretty soon here. Uh, this is number uh, six for us. We're glad that you uh, are sticking around if you're listening to us out there. Um, and uh, be safe. Um, don't cry rape and don't cry wolf. And uh, <laughs> kiss your grandma. Yeah. And stop freaking the fuck out. Yeah, stop freaking the fuck out about shit. Oh, yeah. Happy 4th, guys. Happy 4th, guys. Happy birthday, America. Sure. Sure. Later. Let's.